Welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast, featuring interviews that take us deeper into the people and happenings on the local scene. For more podcasts and a closer look at what's going on in the Valley, visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast, and no, I'm not editor of the Valley Advocate, Dave Eisenstatter. I am the audio and editorial intern of the Valley Advocate, Jonathan Kerma. This week's podcast is an interview that I did with Shootsbury rapper and UMass Amherst student, Chris Focus. In 2018, the 21-year-old rapper released his Summer Street EP and followed that up with a string of singles, including his latest release, Long Time Coming. I sat down with Focus at North Fire Recording Studio in Amherst to talk about evolving as an artist. Cause me, I just woke up this morning Decided I wanted it all I'm constantly thinking about money When I'm even conscious at all And my baby don't tell me she love me But the way that she fucks it all I'm praying God please, please Like why do you do this to me? Me, I do great, yeah My baby, she feel like a lake Friday, I got my ass paid Gas in the tank They think I got what it takes So you grew up in uh, Shootsbury, Mass, correct? Yes, sir So, um from what I've seen, there's like literally like no hip hop in the area. So, what got you into you know hip hop music? Um. Well, first of all, I found hip hop by accident on YouTube. I wasn't allowed to be on YouTube at all. And this is what age? This is like, I want to say, like sixth grade because the card like, yeah, it was sixth grade because I started listening to Lil Wayne mm-hmm. probably in sixth grade, and. I first started, like, the first song I ever heard that was hip-hop was Fireman. Like, the Lil Wayne song, Fireman. Classic, yeah. yeah. It's a classic. <laughs> I was hiding that shit from my parents, bro, and all that shit. So that's how I got into hip-hop, and I remember really falling in love with it. I would, like, pretend that song was my song and, like, fucking sing it. Like, the shit was crazy. And then, um, as far as the area goes, like, I never really thought, like, I would be like, damn, it'd be cool to be a famous rapper when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I didn't really put much thought into it. Were there any, you know, rappers in the area when you were growing up? To, like, yeah. look up to? Yeah, yeah. When I got into, like, high school and, like, I started playing drums in this kid named Machakos Kylo's band. And through him, I met this kid, Louis, Louis Go, who, like, I've been known. But, like, I never really, like, paid attention to his music like that. And then I saw what he was doing and his music was, like, I just thought it was fucking sick. And he was, like, performing and he was, he was just kind of doing it. And he was, like... He was, like, opening for... He was the opener for, like, one of the um, spring concerts at UMass. But, like, when I was younger, I was like, yo, that's fucking crazy. He's performing at the fucking Mullen Center and shit. Yeah. And so I was super hyped. And so he was, like, my biggest influence. And he was really, like... He just always kind of checked in. was like, oh, what you doing? Like, oh, you're drumming. That's sick. Or, oh, keep doing it. You're fucking fire. He, like, put me in touch with Machaco's Kylo for me to drum in the band. And I didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. But he just knew who I was. Like, it was just... He just kind of was, like, an OG for like the whole area like the whole area anybody who does hip-hop in this area whether they know it or not they do it because of dj lucas and like you ain't really built to hang in my smoke circle this is real around here we be smoking purple ain't no shape around here this organic herb this that back to earth you ain't no thing that hurts you put your lighters in the sky if you blowing something so when did you know you start making hip hop music? Like I know you and your your friend uh, Walter Kane, who's also your producer. You guys made music growing yeah. up together. But like, so when did you guys really kind of get started? We really took it. I I like to say we took started taking it like mad serious. Like I like to say freshman year of college. Like like I told you, I've told you like it's kind of cap. Like mm-hmm. 
like we really would like fuck around in high school and make like trash music and like every everyone that's a hip hop fan yeah. made a trash mixtape in high school. If right. not, you're not a hip hop fan. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we did that. Yep. And we did we dissed this other little rap group in high school too. <laughs> they were called half Jewish, and we were like, "Fuck you guys!" And so hopefully it wasn't because they were half Jewish. <laughs> no, it wasn't. All right, <laughs> it wasn't. They just sucked. <laughs> they sucked, and they got really. They were. We were low key. We were haters. Mm-hmm. They were low key more popular than us, and we were like, "Man, you guys suck!" And they really did suck. So we were like, "Fuck you!" And they were kidding, and we were serious. Yeah. So we were like, "Man, you guys suck," but um, <laughs> I was funny as fuck. But anyway, no, we started taking it really serious, like, freshman year of college. Like, Riley changed his major. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, no, like, I'm not doing engineering. Like, I, I fucking, like, he was going to be an actual, like, building instruction, construction engineer or whatever. And then he was like, I really love music too much to, like, not do it with my life. And then I was like, I feel like I'm good enough at rapping, whereas if I do this correctly, I can go. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. So this is what we do now. Yep, and you said before, you know, we had a little bit of a conversation before this. Um, you said that you you uh, changed your major to journalism um, to to benefit uh, the music. Could you kind of talk about that? Yeah, I mean, at first I didn't really know how I was going to do it. Like, I kind of, like, I'd taken a class before that had to do with public relations with Jeannie Donahue, and I was like, oh, shit, like, tying PR and do the journalism major is a good idea. But I also didn't know if I wanted to open up, like, a magazine, like, in the future, like mm-hmm. a hip-hop magazine, kind of, like, on a double XL vibe. So I, like, really... But I really like the idea of being able to communicate through words, like, to a vast amount of people. Right. And I feel like journalists do that on the daily. Journalists and artists do that on the right. daily. Right, exactly. So I thought it was a perfect tie-in, but it was mostly to take advantage of, like, public relations, I would say. But mm-hmm. now, I'm going to be honest, I'm not doing journalism anymore. I respect that. Like, it's not, not, it's not, not the easiest that. industry. It's not the most fun <laughs> industry. Um, for anybody listening to this that wants to be a journalist, like, it, it has its perks, but, you know, it's not the, it's not the greatest industry in the world. Bro, I toured the New York Times newsroom, and I was like, this is boring as shit. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I had, I had gotten internships and stuff, like, for journalism, because like, I was like, fuck it, I'm in college, you gotta get internships. And I was, I was like, listen, reading the description, and I was like, I don't want to do any of this shit, yeah. ever. Like, never <laughs> so is it it's music or die for you then at this point nah i'm a i'm gonna switch it to psychology i think if i didn't do music i mean my music is to give people like make people feel better mm-hmm. like in some type of way whether it makes you feel hype before you go do something whether it gets you lit whether you got to think about it like i don't care i just want you to feel better when i listen to it because yeah. i like to help i like to help people feel better so i'd probably right. i'd probably like yeah i'm probably changing my major to psychology and gonna go into therapy if okay. i like if I don't, but it's music, it's music or die. I hear you. At this point, like, you. I'm doing music. What is, like, your end goal with music? Like, what would make Ooh, you s- satisfied as an artist? I, ho- I hope to God that I'm never satisfied as an artist. Like, just because I feel like, like, an artist's biggest um, inspiration is discomfort or, like, adversity. And so I feel like, the day I'm satisfied, I won't be facing any adversity. Like I'll just be like chilling. Yeah, I and, mean that that happens with a lot of artists. Today, right, they like you know? they they chill and then they don't know what to say. Right. So like I hope to God that I don't ever become satisfied. Like I always find something to like drive me. So, but like I would like right now I'd be content. Like I don't know. I always want more. So it's, yeah, it's I'm like very shit. Um, probably. I mean, I would like. 
I would just like to be like known. You know what I mean? Like people turn on the radio, and be like, "Oh, that shit's Chris Focus. Like this shit's good." And I, I want people. I, I'll be satisfied if there's like people listening to it and like it bringing them joy and like bringing them a vibe, like a good vibe. Um, wouldn't mind like paying off my parents' house and like doing all that shit and you know helping my mom out, paying for my brother to go to school. Like financial stability would be really nice, but mostly I do it so people could like vibe and just. Mm-hmm. Swear I'm in this shit forever like some tattoo ink Bars plentiful like water out the sink Sick shit that I think need a shrink Cash drops to the plug Backseat of the hoopty look like back of the brinks Tryna cop a chain gold links All ice like a rink I can see it in a blink People tell me daily the flow be crazy That shit amaze me but never phase me And lately your baby she call me baby Fuck on the daily when she be waving Nigga you can hate me You can think you made me You gon' wanna fade me But you can never face me Really you just mad cause you lazy While well, I be getting paid See the me freshman year uh let's go back to that where you said you first got started uh you know being serious about the music what was kind of like the what was the sound back then what were you and um walt cooking up then <laughs> well we were yeah let's see freshman year was that was logic who we were like probably mostly influenced by like, yeah excuse me I was trying to see who could, if I could fucking rap the fastest. Not just, I didn't even fucking care what I was saying really. I was just like, yeah. it comes out like, like <laughs> I'm fucking you. with it. Yeah. And so we were mostly listening to Logic. Um, listen to a lot of Kendrick, listen to a lot of Cole. So really trying to like work on becoming like lyricist. And listening to Cole kind of helped me be like, okay, well, and not only listening to him because I've been listening to him, but focusing on Cole kind of made me be like, wow. I got to be saying something when I'm saying something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I really got to be so. It was, like, finding a balance between all those. But, like, at the point of freshman year, like, yeah, I was just trying to become a chopper. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Well, you're just trying to just uh, kill him with the mechanics and, yeah. like, every track with, like, yo, this is this is the fastest rap I've ever no, heard. Like, really, one of those type of guys. Yeah. Really. That's what I was trying to do, yeah. It didn't, it didn't always work, but. Yeah. Um, and what would you, how has the, the sound changed from then to now? Because, you know, now I, if I were to describe you as an artist, I'm not, I wouldn't describe you in kind of like that logic lane. Um, yeah. I don't know wh- where to kind of fit you. So how would you describe yourself? That's, that's hopefully that, that, uh, that's my goal yeah. for you to feel just like that because I don't want nobody to be like, oh, I do this or I do this. Like I'd rather you be like Chris Focus, the Chris Focus. Yeah. But, um, nah, I mean, how I would describe the sound now is just matured, like, I feel like, like you know how in your adolescence you're always trying to figure out like how you want to be, what you want, you, like how you want to present yourself. I feel I feel like I was going through that, like just trying to figure out what I wanted my shit to sound like. And then recently, I feel like through like listening to feedback from people and listening to it for myself and comparing it to like sounds that I really like, um, I've just been able to hone in on like certain sounds that I want my shit to be like. Yeah, and so. Yeah, one, I mean, one thing I've noticed in listening to your music recently, you know, your most recent single, Long Time Coming, is you've definitely become more melodic, but you haven't lost the lyricism at the same time. You mm-hmm. know, it seems like you're still giving uh, bars where, you know, they, you know, they, they might not necessarily challenge your, your thought process, but the flow and the, the rhyme scheme of it is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think you kind of found, like, that balance. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would say that. But that's not to say, like, I'm not going to... I definitely agree. Recently, especially, like, on... That song that just dropped, uh, long time coming, and then this next one I have coming out called uh, "Ask for." Those, it's very melodic, mm-hmm. but the cadences are still there. The yep. flow is still there. One hundred percent. All that shit is still there, but it's very melodic, like you said. 
And then I have a couple more songs that are going to come out that are much more like bars. But the thing is, like, coming out with bars, like, I've realized not everything is in the speed of the delivery. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, 100%. It's all about, like, when you're talking bars, you're really saying something. So your voice has inflections. Your voice, like, how I'm talking to you, my voice is changing. My voice is, you know what I mean? Like, you just play with it a lot more. Like, right. it's not it's not going to be the same as it used to. I hear you. Um, and who were you kind of, like, listening to growing up and even now? Because, you know, as we're talking, like, your flows are very dynamic. Like, I think that's probably your your greatest skill set right now is, you know, how dynamic you can get with the flows, how you can change those tempos very quickly, make them yeah. more melodic now. Thank you. Um, so who were you kind of listening to? Like, what are kind of the flows that inspire you? Bro, I came up listening to Stevie Wonder. Okay. Uh, Marvin Gaye. Um what was playing around my house? I mean, my dad always had that kind of era, like the um they were Motown? Sh- Motown, bro. Yeah. Fuck. Motown. <laughs> bro, yes. Bro, I listened to Motown too much. That sitting on the Dagger Bay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was always playing in the house. Um Nora Jones, okay. NDRE. That was kind of like so that's where I got the melodies from. Like just listening to that kind of shit with pop and funk all the time. And then for me, it was literally like Wayne. Yeah. Like Lil Wayne. Like that's that was rap for me. For like, and people would say, "Oh, Eminem's better." I'd be like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Lil what was Wayne. what was the fir- the first Wayne project that really you know locked you in to being like, "I want to rap," and you know inspired you? I liked all of them, and then the Carter Four dropped, and I was like, "Well, first of all, No Ceilings, the one with Bill Gates, Ice Cream Paint Job, yeah. like all that. That one dropped, and I was like, Whew. and then uh, I heard Six Foot Seven. Oh, six foot seven was <laughs> legendary. And then I heard John, legendary. And then I heard I was like, "Yo, he's really doing." Then the intro, the outro, and the the, the interlude all in the, over the same beat. Yeah, I, I, all that was I was like, I want to do this. This yeah. would be fun. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Wayne is like one of those guys where like the flows he can he can go melodic, he can go you know spitter, just raw spitter. He's got you know no real like. There's you can't just put them in a box yeah so that that definitely makes a lot of sense um for someone of your you know technical you know rapping caliber in terms of you know we talked about the flows earlier something i found a little surprising was you know when i went through your discography there wasn't a lot of songs that i would say almost humanize you if you know what i mean or you know yeah. kind of talk about uh personal struggle or yeah. anything like that is that by design is that something that you're waiting to tell or is that something that you just uh elect not to rap about you know it's really interesting is one of my friends uh, named, uh, two of my friends actually, one of them's name is Dan, and the other one's name is Cassie. They pointed that out. And, like, I'd known it, you know what I mean? But I'd never, like, like thought about it, thought about it. I made, like, one song a while back called Better Days, and I was like, all right, like, people got to understand where I'm coming from. And so that one, like, is out. But, like, other than that, man, like, it's always been such a, like, rapping was always such a release for me. Like, I felt like in every situation I was in, I couldn't, like, puff my chest and be like, no, nigga, I'm the shit. And so, like, rapping was always that moment where I could be like, fuck you guys. I'm like, yeah. like, sometimes I'd be like, I just want to flex. And so that's what all the songs have been. And then recently, like, I hit a period of writer's block for a while where, like, I didn't know what to write about anymore. Because I was like, okay, well, I didn't talk about myself enough. Like, I didn't talk, to, or not, like, I've been talked about materials enough. I've been talked about, like, weed enough. I've been talked about selling enough like i talked about it all mm-hmm. so like yeah i gotta like that's one of the things i'm focused upon in like growth is like humanizing myself a little more like giving 
getting people to know, giving people something to invest in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because that's important because everybody's talking about the shit I'm talking about. So, like, yeah, that would be a definite point to grow on. Yeah, I mean, when I when I was saying it, it wasn't, like, an attack on you. I want to no, make no, sure no, no, that no. off of that where it's, like, if you... I feel like if you choose to just, you know, rap about the subject matter that you, you're writing about now, you can still go places as many oh, artists yeah. have. But it was just kind of an observation of, you know, I think... It was just kind of interesting to me. That's all. It's also it's no definitely. I was definitely not offended by the question. Okay. I would have been like fuck you. I, <laughs> I definitely wasn't offended by yeah. that. That's important for especially somebody in your position to point out like hey, yo, what's up with this? Mm-hmm. So, but no. Um, there's also an element to it where it's like, how much of my life do I always want to keep private? You know what I mean? Like how much do you like? Yeah, you know, I don't really want to be putting out stuff too much about my girl. I don't want to be putting too much stuff out about my family or I like there's just like I'll put out stuff about like like when shit involves other people which often like tribulations and trials I go through in my life do it's often I'll like just kind of leave it out but I definitely think that it's a, it's kind of important so I feel like I should definitely do that but your songwriting process like how does it how does it start for you is it lyrics first beat first you get high what do you <laughs> what do you do i mean honestly so pretty much the only two producers that i work with are walter kane and then atlantic beats walter kane's real name government name is riley walter mm-hmm. atlantic beats government name is nick lennick and those are pretty much the only two producers i work with so they send me <clears throat> like they'll send me beats i'll either just never listen to them because <laughs> they send me a lot these boys are always cooking but sometimes i'll be going through my email and i'll like save like 10 of them yeah like so i'll have i always have like 10 beats that i'm working on and then you know whichever ones are the best three i'll make a song out of you know what i mean and so that's kind of where it starts so once i select the beats usually i'll roll up on some some pretty good you know what i'm saying a little bit of that shit yep i'll smoke i'll get high i'll drink a little honey i'll listen to some beats i'll like start like kind of mumbling out cadences like putting together like bars schemes and if i find a scheme that really takes me and i find i'm saying something i want to say and then also if i can throw a hook in there or even find the pitch for a hook i know i got a song and now so from that i'll like really nurture that one and now i usually forget about the other 10 beats from that email and then when the next email comes so that's kind of how that goes yeah word word um, so with a uh, long time coming, was that kind of the, the same process for that track or was it something different? That track was weird because that, that hook I wrote to this YouTube beat that I found a long time ago. And then I kind of like waited and sat on that hook cause my girl at the time was bugging me out. So I wrote that hook and then, um, <clears throat> yeah. And then Riley made a beat that fit. And I was like, yo, I was like rapping to it. And then I like started singing that hook and everything clicked. And I was like, oh. And then from there, I like filled out. Okay. So I brought in an old hook for that. Word. But yeah, from Word. there, I filled out everything else. And I kind of knew that shit was going to be a hit. And I sent it to Desmond. And Desmond was like, yeah. 
<laughs> Desmond. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, that shit went stupid. Yeah, Desmond as a part of Rosebud Creatives. Yeah. Um, that, could you kind of talk about Rosebud Creatives? Yeah, uh, for sure. It's fucking, uh, it's really dope. <clears throat> um, it's kind of a creative group that Desmond started. And he started it with, like, in, in like conglomeration with his friends. Uh, big part. I know, like, Nehemiah had a big part in it. I know Rohan had a big part in it. Um, it's probably something I'm missing. And shouts out to them, too. But, um, yeah, they created this. It's just a space for, like, creatives to, like, a platform to, for creatives to, like, use their voice. There's not a lot of, like, there's no contracts. There's mm-hmm. no shit like that, like, yet anyway. Yeah. But it's, like, a place where, like, creatives just have a platform to share their voice. And so it's really cool. And be, having it be started by somebody like Desmond, who's, like, as an artist, is also just, like, an, an, another fucking lane. Like, he's fucking sick. So, like, seeing that you're part of, like, that creative vision is really cool, too. Nice. Um, and are you currently working on a project uh, to come out in the future? Yeah. I mean, I'm always, like, I'm putting stuff together. Like, recently it's been, like, making sure my music is of the quality that, like, deems it worthy of being put together into like a project and put out which i think it is at this point and so i've been trying to put together like an ep or something hopefully to come out like tied in with the oct an october 4th show that i'm like putting together okay so like i'm hoping an ep will drop by me by by october 4th okay uh and do you want to talk about that show that you that you said you have coming up yeah sure well the october 4th show basically it's still in the works. It's being curated, but basically the the um the location so far is at the O's, which is a bar in Sunderland. And basically, what we're gonna do is this app called Quadio Media, which is it's not available for like launch yet, but it's like they're really they're a really dope organization that is like really putting on for like campus artists throughout the country. They're gonna be like a streaming service. They are a streaming service, and they like really put on for local artists so they're sponsoring the event kind of they're like co-hosting it with me they're gonna like make some shirts they're gonna make tickets like it's gonna be really fucking cool they're gonna pull up with a videographer but there's gonna be like me on the lineup so far my boy v you meet me that meet v outside from boston he's gonna be out here um hoping desmond will do it i know samantha k is in for sure which is dope um there's this kid addy k who's gonna do it so that's five artists that i know off the bat, which is already that that lineup is pretty powerful. So it should be a really good show. Decided I wanted it all. I'm constantly thinking about money. When I'm even conscious at all. And my baby don't tell me she loves me. But the way that she fucks it all. I'm praying God please, please. Like why do you do this to me? Thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Thank you.